is the Northwest's number one podcast. I think I messed that up a little bit then. <laughs> well, I am standing in, as you can see, um, Ben, we're Benless tonight. Um, Be gentle some... with us. We like fledgling chickens or something. <laughs> <laughs> What some what well, watch our viewers go up and viewer numbers go up now. Yeah. Oh controversial. So there, there was a rumor going around that he's not here because of the intensity of our training. Um but <laughs> it is only a rumor. It, it it isn't true. Um so um yeah, so you're gonna have to bear with us a little bit tonight, but welcome to episode fifty-two of the fan zone podcast. Um if you're new or you're not, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's a massive help. We're at about 680 subscribers. We'd love to get that up to a thousand. So if you could help us out, please do by just liking, subscribing, and it means that you won't miss another episode. Tell your mates, tell your mates and all if you think that they're yeah. tolerate us. Yeah. Shout out to your mum, your dad, your family, whatever. Get them on. But before we dive in to what will be another elite level podcast. <laughs> really and as ever, we'd like to say a big thank you to all our sponsors, but primarily to our main sponsor. Sorry, I've got a bit of chili con carne in my teeth. Eco One Windows, award-winning UPVC windows, bifolds, conservatories, Casillas, flat roofs, you name it, the Northwest's finest. Thank you massively for your support and for your sponsorship throughout this season. Worth considering, uh, worth considering as well, obviously, it's coming to winter, isn't it? So if you need some new windows, then, you know. Get yourself a pretty new door. Oh, be rude not to, wasn't it? Because we're all rolling in money. <laughs> <laughs> no, and on that very subject, great price point at Eco Warm as well. So, without further ado, we're going to dive in. So, let's get straight into it. Obviously, if you're watching and you want to post your comments in the chat about your opinion on yesterday's point against Peterborough, do you think it was a, as our title today suggests, was it proving a point? Did we weather that storm? And actually, I would have taken that point a million percent before that match because I was extremely nervous prior to it. Um, Colin, what do you think? Um, I think it, it certainly proved the point from Victor Alabay-Ajo's part of view. Um, obviously got on the score sheet yet again for the season. Um, whether you like him or love him, he's scoring goals. So he certainly proved yet another point. I think it's good character for him as well, because obviously last week he, he quite clearly, well, I didn't go to the game, but apparently actually played well, but missed a couple of gilt edges, didn't he? Um, and he, he responded yesterday by sticking the ball into the onion bag, which is really good news. Um, it then to the other B and D on as well, of course, can continue um, scoring goals, and we we won't be 
fire away. If you can get two two lads on 20 goals for the season, that'd be fantastic. Um I think the part itself is, is is a good one. Um I'm not so sure whether or not I took it before the game. I think you always have to win your your home games, regardless of whether whether or not you depleted or not. Um because if you want to win a league title, you have to win games at home, as simple as that. Um, but with what happened, um, I think it's a very, very good point. Um, I think Gethin Jones will have to have a long, hard look at himself today in the mirror. Um, I think that was a... How can I put it? That was a prime example of how poor of a start he's made to the season. I thought that challenge was erratic, on emotion, obviously completely out of control. All the things that basically backed up the fact that he's had such a sh- shocking start to the season. And I'd be very surprised, given the fact that um, the lad who played centre-half, Forrester, played so well yesterday, whether he gets back in the team again. Um, or certainly starts again um, for the foreseeable future, once he's obviously served his, his three-match ban. Um but yeah, I'm rambling a little bit, um, and I can see the comments are flicking away in, in the bottom right corner of my iPad next to me. Um, but yeah, good point. It's a point in, with ten men. Um, fantastic defensively. Um, showed a, a side of our game that we don't always necessarily need to see, especially at home. Um, and yeah, with a depleted team, it's a good one. Yeah, um, I think it was really good to see. Dan and um, Bjorn get some good minutes yesterday. When they came on, they looked lively, um, helped us massively towards uh, the end of the match. Um, did you like what you see you saw from the boys there, Chris, with that one? Yeah, I think I think about this time last week and we were talking about Reading and obviously... Collins touched on one thing, which was uh, inability to, to finish off a game, um, which cost us. That was point one. Um, thank you to BWSC714 again for stats. Great. Um, this week's stat is that we currently have um, the most prolific strike partnership in League One with Victor Adebayejo and Dion Charles, who has scored 10 goals in eight games. So, like them, love them. <laughs> Whether one's got a shoulder that's hanging off, whatever. <laughs> if one's scoring, not scoring, then the other one is. And they've got 10 between them in eight games. So... It's going to rather late that them to both get on the score sheet on the same game and will win very, very, very comfortably. No doubt. No doubt. So that was one of the things we spoke about. I think the other two things were kind of hand in hand, which was the disappointment at Reading last week of the the, the in-game management, the substitutions, the lack of a plan B. Um, for me, yesterday, the substitutions were spot on. There was a there was a, a weakness to exploit. At their left back side, our right side, their left back side, which we identified very, very quickly. We moved players around to exploit it. We brought on Lundalu on and put him out on that side to exploit it. We did a brilliant job. Um, I don't think it 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 
it detracts from the fact that he's not scoring enough goals, but his role yesterday wasn't to do that. It was to exploit that side. And the combination of between him and Bod Varson on that side, the way that they work together, I thought was excellent. I thought they did a great job, which leads us on to the in-game management, which I thought Ebert did fantastically well yesterday. It wasn't a plan B, was it, really? Because I think it's, it was more of a plan B, 4 or C or whatever, you know what I mean? Because obviously getting getting sent off, as we did, left left us in a, in a real difficult position, especially considering what we had on the bench or what we didn't have on the bench, more to the point. We had to really adapt to that really well. Um, just a bit of inside info for people viewing tonight. Tonight's podcast was almost called Reckless Red or Gethin Jones and the Tackle of Doom. So, which, one would you, which one would you have preferred uh, them to, just out of curiosity? Yeah, yeah, some, some interesting ones, but too much time on a Sunday, I think, I think that highlights. But no, overall, I thought tactically we did really well. We had to absorb a lot of pressure um, and we did that really well. Granted, the post saved us a few times. Um, and even Iredale had a good go at rattling the post himself. Um, but when we had the opportunity to come out, we did. Um, and I thought we did really well. And again, thinking about last week, the debate about Bod Varson, I think he showed categorically yesterday that he's ready. Um, yeah. He, he, we'll, yeah. He's definitely ready, Chris. Yeah, he's definitely ready. He's definitely he's ready. ready. Yeah, he's ready now. He's ready However, now. You, you simply don't change your forward line. No, what what no. people are saying, everyone's going Bob Bass on this, Bob Bass on that, Bob Bass on no. the other, which makes sense because when he's come, he's come on yesterday, he's, he's looked apart and we all know what he can do. But you just don't change a, a, a couple of lads who are, are, are both on form. Well, well he's you know. do. On Tuesday, I would oh, say. Oh, of course. That'll be the B team with, that'll be the B team with probably yeah. Bob Larson. Good, I think they need to give him a really good run out on Tuesday, see see where he's properly at fitness-wise. I think it'd do yeah. him a world of good to get out there and get a good 80 under his belt if possible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no fair point, Carl. That he's, he's, he's looking better each time he comes off the bench. Um, yeah. People are going to be craving for him because he's a, he's a fan's favourite. Obviously, we all, everyone does all the clapping and all that malarkey. Uh, everybody likes him. Um, what he does, like I said, the, uh, the ground playing football with the kids and all that type of stuff. But we're taking the emotion away from it and looking at it. Despite the fact that Bob Varson's actually a better footballer, I think. Mm, yeah, of course. That makes sense. But mm. you can't take away the fact that Vic scored as many goals as, as everyone's <laughs> favourite player, Dion Charles. No. You don't drop. You don't like to say you don't drop. You don't drop a striker who's scoring goals and is involved in the most prolific partnership in the league. If, I like that. I like that. If, if, if Yon Daddy comes back in and he starts scoring, outscoring, if, with the time that he's given, then there's a decision that has to be made. It's as simple as yeah. that. Um, these got problems to have, aren't they? Like, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. this is the thing. If the, those decisions are in Ian's hands as opposed to being forced to make those those changes, then then we're on a winner, aren't we? Mm. Absolutely, without a doubt. But yeah, I think you know this. The, and as well, I think 
something else yesterday that that was clear and Andy has raised it I thought the first half the atmosphere was weird yesterday weird really weird really quiet it was a typical community day really really quiet and then when it was needed in the second half there was volume um and obviously he never commended the fans for getting behind the team and and getting us there in that second half it was it was great because it it's really difficult on these family days because you got people moaning, sat around you. Oh, you keep noise down. You should stop swearing. Stop standing up. Stop doing this. Stop doing. It's like, but the fans that were that are always there and get behind get behind the team came out in force in that second half, and it was good that Everett recognised that as well because there were nonsense rumours last week of him not even coming to the fans when he did. So he absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So fair play, it's you know we're all in it together and all that. On Ian Ever, a thing that I have noticed on on social media in last last twenty four hours, and it, and it is a it is beginning to concern me a little bit as well. And I know he came out and said that he didn't do anything wrong and all this, uh, and he got, obviously got booked again yesterday. I'm, I'm becoming a little bit concerned with our um, record. Sorry disciplinary record from a disciplinary perspective yeah yeah it's concerning me a little bit because i think it's i read it online and i can't remember if we tweeted it now or x so it comes from the top yeah yeah and it's yeah, absolutely i agree with really it as well. spot on that and it's, it's yeah. really 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 beginning to concern me um i don't know what everybody else's thoughts are on that yeah. I think this it's getting that it's that balance, isn't it, between previously we've been accused of having a soft underbelly and rolling over and yeah. you've got to balance yeah. that with your your cards, the amount of cards. So obviously we've lost Georgie T now for his God knows what sixth yellow or whatever it was, including the cup one, um, and the red card. So yeah, it's a worry. I think I think Chris has just said that. Yeah, Chris has just said Chris with a K in the chat. It's a reputation, and I think it's it is an element of that with regards to ever. Um, it's no coincidence, is it, that we we don't seem to get the rub of the green from a, an officiating part of you? Yeah, no, because I couldn't see what I couldn't see what was going on. But from what Ian said, it was everybody was at it, and it, it just yeah. him that got um, reprimanded for it. So was it, was it shortly after the, the sending off? Is that what yeah. when it happened? It was right it? after. <laughs> That, that, that is a, what I've been going to that obviously that stadium since it opened in 1997 and I, obviously you, there's always a bit of recency bias with your thought process but I think that is probably one of the worst red cards I've ever seen at that stadium yeah absolutely horrendous challenge that mm. um, and for anybody to think to say or think that it wasn't is absolutely ludicrous I get it when you're live and you're there because obviously I'm I'm in the north upper so I'm looking right at it like right in front of me <clears throat> Um, and I can see it clear. And everybody around me was like, "Like, oh god!" But whereas if you're in the east, well, we were, it, yeah, difficult. It, everybody, you're on yeah. Like I was. Yeah, everybody was up in arms because it just looked like he checked him. Yeah, and it was a yellow card. But right, so, yeah, yeah. as you quite, quite rightly said, there's absolutely no question. But if you if you've watched that back and you still think it's a yellow, then you Watch yeah, you probably need red seen to a little bit. Yeah. You quite clearly haven't played football at any sort of level to think that that's not a, a red card. 
I think it, one of the concerns was, and we saw it at Reading last week as well. And you, you can you can moan and whinge all you want that you what you get out of the game comes from what you put in. Um, but it was the same again yesterday. That, that there seemed to be a real lack of consistency, as in what felt like every tackle that that we made resulted in a yellow card, and for them anything but I think their first yellow card was actually for dissent Pierre Chiosa yeah yeah and I get it because Chiosa went down and dived didn't he he didn't, didn't give a penalty so that should, by the letter of the law should be a second bookable that for should dissent. be a second yellow yeah and off he pops that should have definitely happened that in fairness was, yeah. was, that, after, that, was that after or before getting the red card I believe I it was that. after it may very well have been before it, you know. Actually. It, must, it must have been before it, surely, because yeah, it was. Yeah, but this and this is what I will think be thinking is there because it, if that happens, Geth doesn't dive in, and yeah. then we, we probably win. The, we probably win the game. Yeah. They're fine margins, aren't they? It um, was. Sorry, it was yeah, it was. Chris has confirmed it was. It was. It was before. Yeah. It, but it's. But it's put a in it. You know what I mean? There's, but this is the thing, and this is the annoying thing about with I don't like VAR, I hate it. But if if that if they are involved in the game in that Kyoso dive, mm. he's getting in the ear saying he's dived or it's just, but, you know second book will be Oh, it is know. after. Sorry, Chris is corrected himself. But it yeah. the level of consistency with their officiating is appalling. And no. I've got a mate who's a lead seat lead season ticket holder who obviously they just dropped down from the Prem. And um I have a chat with him the other day at work, and he was saying that the championship officiating are absolutely horrendous. So if we think if we do get promoted this season, think it's going to get any better next season. Yeah, but if he see League One officiating, like, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <The> thing, <laughs> he might think that's terrible, but he's not seeing what we're yeah. seeing. The, the thing with the Kyoso incident, the the second booking that wasn't, is the fact that the referee did recognise it, in the fact that he gave the decision our way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, should, it should be a booking for this diving, shouldn't by, it? Should, Josh exactly. Sheen was him. Josh Sheen was him asking him the question. Yeah. You by volition, it's it's simulation. It's a second yellow card, and it's a red, and he's off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, yeah, yeah. Th- there was. It, it was very much similar to last week in in the sense that there was a huge level of inconsistency. But we all know what it's like in this league, and hopefully it will level itself out. But um, yeah, a strange refereeing performance again. I just wanted to finish this section with a little light or a nice comment regarding Forrester's debut, league mm-hmm. star. What a, what a little star he's going to be! I, I was, he was, it was a, he was really good to watch, especially after losing his captain and one of his back line. I think I thought he was a really solid performance from him and I think we've got question. good things to come from him. Question for you on him. Rico starts and he started centre half yesterday for us today and obviously played very well. Yeah. Centre of the three or five, however you look at it. When Rico's back, he's in the team, obviously. When Toll's back, he's in the team, obviously. Do we see Forrester as the right-sided centre half to put Toll left? Because I, I've always looked at Toll as the natural replacement for Gethin Jones. Yeah. However, 
were, I'm wondering where, where, you, where you fit him in in that respect. Tall has to play left side centre half and, for, and, and Forrester has to play right, doesn't he? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. He was accommodating because he's quite, yeah. There's all, obviously versatility to his game. You know, mm. I, I, he's, he's played right at the three, right at the five or right at the three a couple of times, hasn't he? Um, since he's been here. I'm just, I'm just thinking that. I think it's one to throw out. If anybody's got knowledge on the, you know, obviously one of the things that, what the validation statement that Everett made about not making signings is the, the signings that we've made um, are players who can adapt and play in different roles. If anybody knows how that could work, feel well, free to People saying left, aren't they? Yeah. Straight, straight away. Tall on the right, Forrester on the left. All day. See, that's what I mean. So one says yeah. left, one saying right. And I'm like thinking to myself, I think given the fact that Tall played left of the five against Derby and played excellently well, if you remember. Yeah. That would be the one that we'd probably go for. So Tall would fill in at left side of centre half, one of them, yeah. Forrester, right side, Rico centre half. And it's potentially. It's a very, very strong back three, isn't it? When you look at it, especially given the performance yesterday. I think Davey mentioned it earlier about Gethin, and I'm not going to hang him out to dry, but I think yesterday was the culmination of, of, of some really, really questionable performances that everybody, even you know, people who backed into the hill, have had to sort of bow down and say, it's not working. Oh, he's you know he's having a, a, a bad time. Maybe a three-match ban. Well, it be, it's, it's it is immediately yeah. three, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a three-match ban could be, you know, the reflection point for him to just say, right, yeah, I need to get on the training pitch. I need to improve or whatever it might be. But it is good to know that we've got cover. Yeah, I'm just, I just think I just think we, with with Geth and it's, I tweeted yesterday. It's, there's no slight on him. I mean, he's been fantastic serving for service. us of course, yeah. and he's been very very good over the last you know 18 24 months or mm. beyond but i just think that he's his performances this season are kind of like showing to us that he we're moving in a different direction yeah. to him yeah like yeah. he's hit his ceiling hasn't he? yeah a little bit yeah and i think maybe that is an element of the fact there's a pressure on him to obviously go up this season and, and he, he, he as a vice captain might feel that you don't know mm. do you um but yeah, he's got a long, like I said at the very start, I think he's got to have a long, hard look at himself, um, mm. certainly after yesterday, but his performances in general this season. Um, May have been poor. But speaking of Will Forrester, Gethin Morley. <laughs> Ready for your man of the match nomination. So pop whoever you think is your, well, who you would like us to nominate as man of the match for yesterday's match. Um, we'll start with Chris. Me. Um, I think I gave it away in the um, in the clip before we brought the, the mid-roll in. Um, yeah, it, 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 I think about when he came on at Burton and his, his first... Oh, Colin's connection's gone. <laughs> hey, see you, Colin. Um, I think about when he came on at 
at Burton and his first job was basically picking himself up after gifting them a goal. I just thought he was excellent from start to finish yesterday, and that's Will Forrester. Um, just, yeah, it, it's a no-brainer for me. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting to know what Colin thinks, but he's... Um, we we he's may just, find out. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Here he is. Yeah. You plug your wire back in, Colin. Oh, I better let him back in, answer. Bear, bear with me, viewers. There we Sorry. go. I, I, I don't generally have connection problems, do I? I don't know what happened. Um, really strange because my laptop went, but my iPad was still connected to the internet. Weird. So, really strange. Weird. So, Chris, Chris went with Will Forrester. So, who are you shouting for? Um, Gethin Jones. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, who, you know what? I think Forrester was excellent. And, and, and I was thinking of give, thinking, giving it to. But who am I to give a man of the match? Um, but I think my man of the match yesterday was actually Baxter. Um, I thought he was really, 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 really good. He was intelligent, made crucial saves, um, highlighted. Oh, oh. yeah. So, who remembers the interview last season with um, oh Stockdale? The goalkeeper who was at Wickham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to remind Great controversy when he referred to the game where Wickham played at the Reebok and oh, they beat yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah he, he was on a podcast, weren't he? Yeah, and yeah. he was talking about killing time by... Yeah. And we saw Baxter demonstrate it yesterday when he went down injured by taking the ball under the bar. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? This is what you get with proper footballers yeah if that makes sense it's yeah. part it's, it's a part of the game it happens in the top division and obviously higher higher than we are at the moment as well mm. um it's an integral part of the game to to to, to especially when you're down to 10 men and um it's not only that that thing that he was doing stuff like that but he's it, just he made a couple of really really vital saves not only in the second half when we we're up against it but also in the first half as well i, I remember a couple of um, sharp saves, and I think he's turning out to be a very, very, very good signing. Yeah. Um, and dare I say it? Could no. Be better than, could be better than could be. Better than could be. Um, I know Traff kept a lot of clean sheets, but I think defensively this season we're going to be a little bit weaker because I think we're going to go for the juggler more in games throughout the season. And I think we're going to need to call upon him in big moments. And I think he'll, from what we've seen so far, I think he'll come to fruition. I think the chat's very similar so far, that it's, it's heavily Forrester and Baxter with a shout for Cogley. Someone, Tom, mm. put a Cogley in there a second. Um, but because my get the casting vote, this week's man of the match is Will Forrester. That is. Well done. Yeah, could have been either of them, couldn't it? Really, let's be honest. I think they yeah, were either of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great shout by Carl, who said the man in the match for him was the Wanderers crowd in the second half. Oh yeah. Not the uh, post and the bar. <laughs> yeah. That, that oh, what about what about the um, the guy? Oh no, not him. 
if ever you saw two contrasting opinions on that yesterday, you just had to stand in the concourse and look at Ange and then look at me. Ange, Ange was hysterical and I was absolutely smashing my seats to pieces. As in, in like, I, was, yeah, I was wetting myself. What, what, I don't know what that was. What was that about? What were our stewards all about? We won't go down. We won't get into that. But <laughs> that, that they definitely were not anywhere near man of the match yesterday. That was shocking. Absolutely shocking. So, well done, Will Forrester. So, without further ado, we'll look forward to um, an away day in the Potteries next week at Port Vale. And a bit of this. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. That's why I got it in quick. My picture. Yeah. One so, week, Colin, one week, you're going to have to put your sunglasses on and sit I like just come back on with that face. Yeah. Right, who's got, put your hands up who's going to Port Vale next week. And anybody in the chat as well. Um, did, um, did you put your hand up then? What? Did you put your hand up then? No, Finn's got matches and stuff Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Um, if you are going to Port Vale next week, remember that it's the opposite stand to where we will have been in the previous years. So don't go down your normal parking route and down that hill and to your right, I think it is. Um, yeah, it's the other side. So yeah, just FYI. Um, what are we saying for Port Vale then? Um, obviously, it's a game that will have a win tall back, which is good. You can imagine him playing right of a three of being Forrester and probably Jack Idale, I would suspect, because as we know, uh, Rico's out for a, a good while. Um, that strengthens us, I think, of course, given the fact that Gethin's made such a poor start to the season. Um, we don't seem to be missing anybody else other than what we, we know already. George Thomas. Um, Georgie T, yeah. Good point, Georgie T. Um, who starts in that position and how are we feeling going into Port Vale next week? Chris. We've not got many options. Um, <laughs> We've not got too much. Christ knows. I, I, I think I'm kind of um, holding out for um, one of these players or a couple of these players are on this massive injury list to actually be miraculously available for next Saturday. Um, I know it's pipe, possibly a pipe dream, but Magoma or Mendez Gomez hopefully will be available to, out of the two. I'd hope it's Magoma um, to cover for, for Thomason because that's a, that's a big loss. In that midfield, I don't want to be a doom monger before we go because everybody's right, right, rightfully commented on the fact that Port Vale are in Good. great form. Currently yeah. sit fourth, the three points ahead of us. Obviously, we've got a game in hand, so it's a it's a big, big game. Um, I think it, it's going to be very, very similar. Obviously, with eleven men to to yesterday, in the sense that we're just going to have to 
batten down the hatches and and just get stuck in and in, you know and improvise in many ways. It might be we might have to change something formation wise because we don't have that pivot that that Thomason gives us, and we won't have that fight in midfield. I think the back three's patched up. Obviously, the two wing backs are as you'd expect. Do you play Dem do you play Dempsey a little bit deeper in Morley? I worry about I'm worried about Dempsey me. I, I think he's I think he's struggling with his back more than we, we can't really give him we can't give him any time off. And I, I don't think he doesn't just I absolutely love Kyle Dempsey because he throws himself at everything yeah. and it feels to me like he's protecting himself a bit. So he for me is a he's a right niggle at the back of my head that I'm thinking as he said on he said on Thursday that he was he was absolutely right and ready to go. That and there's been you know it was like the first full week that he trained without any issues of his back. Um, but he he doesn't look you know whether it's muscle memory or whether it's just like like you say this like conscious kind of like I don't want to get it because he obviously he goes up for a lot of aerial balls for yeah. someone. All, whether he's just conscious of... Yeah. We'll have a week off, and I think there's every chance I think um, he'll, he'll obviously start. And I think, for me, you play him a little bit deeper, given the fact that we're going to miss um, George Thomason next weekend and, and obviously play Aaron Morley. What I do think, though, with Port Vale is, I know obviously they, they, they're in decent form, but it's not actually that good. They drew yesterday and lost the game before. But more importantly, we're going to uh, uh, one of the biggest pitches in in the EFL, yeah. um, and so that will definitely have its advantages to ourselves. Um, so I am going into it relatively more positive than I was yesterday, given for them them reasons. And obviously, having Owen Tall back for me is worth its weight in goals because I think he's fantastic. Um, so yeah, that'll be that'll be a good thing. Uh, Andrew, are you giving us any kind of indication of what you 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 think ahead of that one? Um, I'm probably less like you just said of with all being back in. Fingers crossed, Dion's shoulders not hanging off. Um, probably, possibly, we'll need to put Azamoza in for Georgie T, um, and maybe that's the only. Other than obviously. Um, no guessing and Owen in. So Owen in, Morley in for Georgie T and Gethin. Hmm. I think, um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think it, people are commenting about resting Dempsey for Tuesday in, the, in that. Oh in the God, yeah, we can't play. Well, obviously, I think what if you're gonna if you're gonna go to that game, I think you'll probably see it'll be Bolton B team against. Absolutely, I hope it is. I'm looking forward. I'm going on Tuesday because I. I get four more for Dawn. But I'm I'm kind of hoping I want to see a couple of those um B team players because like Matheson, I want Matheson to start. I've got he, yeah. he looked really good against Salford, didn't he? So yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Probably probably him and uh, and probably Bob Barson and maybe uh, Jerome as a as a two you might see and then a, a littering of, of a young young lads, I think I would hope anyway, across that team. Mm. Combini was on the bench yesterday, wasn't he? So yeah. he's obviously getting closer. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we see some some minutes from Kumbini on Tuesday. Kumbini or Kumbene? I don't know. Really. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Kumbini. <laughs> I hope it's Kumbene because it sounds a bit better than Kumbini. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I yeah, I think Matheson is I, quite a few of 
our viewers tonight have, have echoed that as well. Um, that they'd like to see Matheson get a start. I think we got, like you say, Andrew got a flavour against Salford and he looked great. Um, uh, Jack, Jack Walker's asked what position does Convenier play. I think he's a, like a central midfielder. Central midfielder, yeah. Maybe if you know if he can get minutes under his belt on Tuesday and he has an effective yes, performance. <laughs> It could be, you know, obviously if, if, if Everett was willing to put him on the bench yesterday, he's obviously close to being ready, if not ready. So I don't think he has a choice. You don't have, you don't have a choice, did he, yesterday, Chris, to be fair? No, there was not enough numbers. I think he'd have yeah, room, room was as it. about calling you, you up and putting you in on the well, bench. Well, I, when one of Stewart's pulled me before a game, I did have, I did actually wonder, but... <laughs> did you have your cop? You cop them on the owls in in the, in the bag. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and, and the best is shin pads and that. <laughs> my vapor rub. Uh, but it is it, it is though. It's all answer the pumps. But I do think that given how extensive the the injury issue is, that the, that we might see one or two surprises this week. Um, with regards to a player returning that could help us out, I certainly, I don't, I certainly don't see him rushing anybody back, Chris. No, 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 no. Um, it's not. It's simply not worth it. You know, eight, eight games into the season, it's it's not worth right. rushing people back to to then have them out for longer periods. I mean, if you if you were talking like a you know a January or December to January time, then mm. probably might be a different conversation. But not in September. No. No, I think people easily forget that we are so soon into the season. <laughs> the re some of the reactions that we we see, like it's like we're in April, um, and we're on the eighth or whatever. Yeah, We've got a lot, a lot of football to, to be played, and and obviously, and not only that, January to come as well. There's every chance that we'll, we'll we're, as, as we know, they've left a lot of positions spaces out at, at, at the um, EFL uh, lists that you can have. There's every chance that we'll strengthen quite heavily in January and sign players that are going to come in from a higher higher level as well mm. to get us all to get us all. I mean, we've got, to, we've got to bring someone in because we're we're down to bloody three on bench. We're not, we're not though, are we? Really, we've just got a few lads out for three or four weeks. It's it is what it is. We'll, mm. we'll, the quality of the team that we've got will, will mean that we'll come January. We'll still be there. We'll be within, within the top four, no doubt. Most likely top two, I would I would imagine, and the the idea will be is to go out and strengthen, sign players that are out of contract, who maybe play for championship clubs and thinking Bolton are going to get promoted. I'll go and sign a two year, three year contract with them. And that'll be what they'll be thinking. So mm -hmm. it's just because we've had the summer, we've we've not strengthened as well as people hope. Still got January yet left to go. Yeah, I think the chances are they'll have the players lined up for January already. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, definitely. You've got to look at. I think the. The issue comes when you hear 18, that number banded around, as in the number of, of players that we that, that we submitted for the squad. Um, if you have a look around League One, you'll see that most other teams in League One have got 18 or some have got significantly less. Um, yeah. And all, I don't buy into this ever being stubborn in the transfer market i think there's i think there's a, a maybe he is and but i think he's probably being more 
selective and being more picky, perhaps, as to what he adds in. Um, we don't want to do that in a happy clapper right here, though, Chris. No, no, I don't. I know. Put that in your minds, like, that's yeah. not what we're about. Yeah. We do naturally disagree with some things that the club do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it's just looking at the kind of the bigger picture as opposed to just kind of this moment in time, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's not all doom and gloom. Well, no, I mean, we've got the most amount of points we've had it ever had under ever at the start of the season going into October. Yeah. So, so something's, something's working. So, hey, but now you're starting to sound like an happy clapper call. I am, though, I think. I think I am, anyway. I Sometimes I read my tweets back for the week just gone, I think. Am I a happy clapper here or am I? I think I am. Well, at least you pass the first stage, which is denial, so... Yeah. Well done. Three stage one. Yeah. Does, does everybody still wish we'd have signed uh, Johnson Clark Harris yesterday, but after yesterday's performance, by the way? Because rumours are, rumors are he's still trying to get back. <laughs> so yeah. bitch. Jesus yeah. Christ. What a, I know he scored, but he can't move. There's no wonder we didn't sign him. He didn't have to move when he scored. Whoa. He just like, he literally just let the ball drop on his head. He didn't even have yeah. to jump for it. <laughs> the, the, good, the, the good thing he's got playing for that team, he's got a lot of good, pacey players around him. Yeah. They'll do a lot of, they'll do a lot of his work. Yeah. You know, the wingers, the wingers are rapid, aren't they? And they do, you know, like I said, they're blowing, aren't they? Because they're doing a lot of his work for him. There's no way in hell he'd be able to fit into our team and system. No, I, I don't see. I'm not basing it on yesterday because that'd just be pathetic. But um, I didn't think so beforehand. Um, he's probably a bit, like you say, in a system. Undeniably, um, he's a fantastic goal scorer. But that doesn't oh, necessarily mean you go out and sign him. Like, but if you've got what's his name, the the, the lad on the wing, is it Efron Mason Clark? Whatever. Well, oh, all sorts. Double barrel names all over the place, but it, you know these these are wingers more comparable to a you know an out and out sort of Dapo style winger, and we just don't play with that, do we? So, um, and he's got a shinier head than me, which I thought was <laughs> which I thought was super impressive. So, baby, oiled it up especially. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got that all that bang on. Speaking from experience, Jack so, saying he'd, Jack saying he'd take, he'd take Clark Harris. I think a lot is of that, people... Is that, is that just purely based on his goals, Jack? It has to be, done it? Because I don't see how you'd look at him and think that he'd be a, a player that we could fit in and mould into our into our system. Mm. If, if you do see that, you'll have, you're going to have to explain yourself because I, I don't, I yeah, don't I see... It'd it, it be good it. to understand where, where he'd sit or probably a better way to do it would be to say who would he replace... And, and I'm sure that I'm just going to open the floodgates there for Unlunderly, yeah, <laughs> Jerome, etc. But at his level and the, the money, what was it, 800 grand that was being talked about, which is... Well, he'd, he'd expect to start every week, wouldn't he? Yeah, of course he would. So as, as Louise, Louise has just fallen into my trap straight away by saying <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> we got Jerome for nothing and he's, he's a season away from... You know, getting going into full time coaching, you would never. It wouldn't be like for like between. Jones not there to score goals, Jones not there to score goals, Louise. That's not why he plays for us. No. 
Jerome, Jerome is the only experienced player we've got, and and that he's effect, it's effectively a coach when he comes onto the pitch. Yeah, and if he gets a goal, he gets a goal. But if he doesn't, it's, yeah. that's not why he, he was brought in. Yeah, if you find you probably find that a little bit hard to believe, but it, it yeah, I can assure you, I would imagine it's a debate that, that could, he could that could go on all night. But I think is what he is his his role and responsibility is is more of a of a coaching type thing. It's experience is something that we crave massive. Yeah. We haven't got any experience in our team. Yeah. And he offers that in the forward line, doesn't he? And yeah. not only that, obviously he comes on and organises late on when we might be up against it, early or whatever mm. it might be. That's yeah. why he's there. Yeah. It's a strange one, but a debate for another day. My favourite bit, this. It's me again. Oh, cheers, Cole. Thanks, mate. Everyone's it's best, like the, mate. It's like the way you manage it and pull the, the tweets and stuff together. And... Make it up as I go along. It, 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 it's all... It, th this bit is down to you lot out there, and this is why you coming on on a Sunday night and doing what you do is so important um, because you drive this bit and I just waffle on around it. Quite badly. So tonight, our first hot topic comes from Jim the Wanderer, famous Jim the Wanderer off of Twitter. Um, so Jim's point is that yesterday we weren't great. Eleven versus eleven. We had a couple of ch chances. Thomason. Had a good opportunity. I thought I was in that, you know, first yeah. time. I did, I think I thought I were in. Good effort. But we weren't great 11 versus 11. Um, but how important was it yesterday not to lose that second half, given so many factors? Obviously, the, the getting Jones red card, the injury crisis that we're that's hit us so hard, etc. There were so many factors. We were playing a team who will, you know, they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season without question. Um, you know, we're not papering over cracks and we're not, you know, was it just what the doctor ordered was, was Jim's question ultimately. And I, and I, I, I yeah, I think it was. And I go back to what I was saying earlier about Reading last week and about all the questions that that raised after that performance and that result about mentality. Um, attitude and mentality, as Brandon put it. Um, and I think I mentioned it as well. And it, not just me, we're all the same. That when we go, you know, we want to win every game. Of course we do. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, can we, the can we sorry, Chris, 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 sorry, there. I'll just say a comment off David. Can, can oh, we David, stop it? Can we get over with that, please? It's not, it's not true. So it that's is. five five family days now, and I, I feel for I feel for BWFC seven one four. I think who's put the stat out so many times and and <laughs> framed it in a different way to try and get it across and do it in a different way so he's not repeating himself. So that's five family days now, five community days where we haven't lost. We've won three, we've drawn two, 
including yesterday. So there's an <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's just put it to bed. It, 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 it's Stop not tweeting it. It doesn't exist. David, it's not Udo anymore. It's Dude, not. Yeah, we did have we did we did have a spate. Yeah. And when it was like, I think there was a the there was a Rotherham game in there. There was a couple of bits and they were poor performances and poor results. And they were we not regular now though, so it's obviously it's gonna balance out. We're, we're yeah. gonna be unbeaten for a while, aren't we? They're, they seem but, to be quite often. But we're five now. That's five community days unbeaten, three wins, two draws. So we'll put that to bed. Um but what I was saying was that the minimum expectation is just to work. We didn't do it against Wigan. Um, and there's been a couple of periods of games this season where it's been put into question. But I thought yesterday the endeavour, the work rate, the effort in that second half in particular was was, was exceptional. Um, yeah, I think and again, you, um, sorry, Chris, you said um, yeah. you asked the question before, was it just what the doctor ordered and um, how important was it that we didn't lose yeah. that second half? That's that it was absolutely imperative that we didn't be. And not only that, that, that would have more likely been the instruction at half time is don't lose the second half under yeah. any circumstances. Defend yeah. for your lives, the lads that were coming on, run your stones off, etc. etc. Yeah. Um and the the they achieved that and, and, and did it very well. Mm. Yeah, fantastic second half performance. Yeah, no, and, and, I, I do find it a bit frustrating. Sorry, Chris, again, I do find it a bit frustrating because I did think they were defensively very poor yesterday at Peterborough. So at full strength, I, I couldn't, I could see us when we returned to their place, injuries mm. dependent, of course. But at full strength, I think we'd, 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 we'd pick them apart because I think defensively yeah. they looked very suspect. If, if, if in fact that is the kind of starting uh, setup. I think yeah. I read a comment yesterday which from a, a, a pretty sensible and level-headed Peterborough fan who was saying that they were um they were struggling as well with injuries right okay so I, do. so I don't know the detail but it seemed a pretty credible comment from one of their fans but as well I think something else and we mentioned it earlier um that substitutions choices of substitutions and I thought they were wrong last week at Reading and I think you'd be yeah, you, you, you'd be very, very narrow-minded to think anything other. It was awful last Saturday at Reading. I think yesterday we learned from that. Um, I thought that the, the changes were made at the right time. The right people were involved, the right personnel. Um, and I thought, yeah, we were bang on to, to do... to play in the way that we did and to set up like we did to get that result... And you think about what the fallout would have been if we'd have lost that game. Um, dreads a thing. So, yeah, definitely. I think you're right, Cole. And I agree. Jim, it was just what the doctor ordered. Um, Alex mentioned the role and position that Dan on Lundaloo took up yesterday. We mentioned it earlier to exploit a weakness at, on that right side there, left back. Um, we tried it with a couple of players and we were switching it out there quite frequently. 
Um, I thought Unlundalu was... I'm not going to say that he's found his place. Is that, you know, is that his position? Because that's Alex's question. Has he found his position? But I think he highlighted his flexibility. And Ebert's mentioned that, that whilst we don't have the numbers, we have the flexibility in the squad with players who can adapt in certain roles. And I have to be honest, I didn't expect one of them to be down on Londoloo. Um <laughs> He looked so much more comfortable on the he ball did. yesterday. So when so, he's in the middle, he's he's, clumb, he's a bit clumsy. It's like he's getting it stuck under his feet, like he's claustrophobic. And he, yeah. he just seemed so much freer on that wing yesterday. But he were, he were, sorry, um, Andy. He, he was only in that position yesterday because we were down to 10 men. He were, There's not a position for him on the right when we've got when we've got a full, full 11 on the pitch because we play with two forwards. So where would, where would he he couldn't play it on the on the right because we don't the only yeah. the right the right sided midfielder we have is 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 the right back yeah and Kyle Dempsey drifts from the centre to to influence the game and pulls the defence out obviously on the mm. right side as well ordinarily so the, 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 it's a bit of a moot point really in a way about him because he, he he's only ever going to come on off the bench under normal circumstances to play yeah. up top as a two. So I don't, I don't get, I don't get the thought thoughts around Dan playing on the right because there isn't a right unless he's going to play right back when Cogger goes off, which is obviously not going to happen. But I think, I mean? to be fair, it's, stranger things have. Well, well he's, it, not, he's not going to go in and play right wing back, is he? I think one of the things that stood out for me yesterday was the. Um, the versatility and the tracking back of Unlundley, he did, funnily enough, there was a, well, that, a good yeah. number of times you did see him pretty much in a right-back position. Well, that's because we, we didn't have a choice. Because yeah, we yeah. Didn't then. Yeah. And that's what I, said to you before, what I said before about when the lads were coming on yesterday, it was a simple instruction, run your stones off. Yeah. Simple yeah. as that. But he no, he's, he's never going to come on as, a, as any, any form of right-winger or right of a... Of, of a because mm. we don't, we don't, we play two up top. Yeah. Or does he play just behind a a spearhead striker? Perhaps. I, I just think he's Evert he, signs ignoring Jerome, with all due respect to Jerome, but he, he's, yeah. he's got the four forwards: um, Bavarsen, Lundelo, um, Dion, and, and, and Vic, because he knows they can all play, or he thinks he knows they can play as a, up front of the two. There's no other tactical change for them for I don't I don't think I mean I'm happy no, to, to correct me on 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 the chat no it was a horses for courses job yesterday wasn't it needs but, more situation weren't it for him yeah, to come no. on and, and play on that right side and, and cover defensively because we were obviously shorter men mm. Mm. last I've one won. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? You he's one of those players where you, you want him to, to do well and when you see a yeah, you know what I mean, a, a, a glimpse of there's obviously there is something in there. I, I mean I'm I'm I, look, I'm losing my patience with him. Don't don't you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not here to say that he's he's worth half a million quid or three hundred grand, whatever we paid in the end. Um 
It's a tough it's not one. A lot of money for, it's not a lot of money, really, for a lad who come from a Premier League team, is it? No, no, it's not. But I know it is to us at this stage, but if you think about it, like if you're getting lads from Premier League teams, 300 yeah. grand from Southampton yeah. isn't a lot of money, is it? It's your entry level, isn't it, really, I suppose, yeah, exactly. for yeah. players yeah. from that level. Yeah. Um, Carl's made a good point, and I've seen a few comments about it now, so I'm going to have to bring it up. Have we discussed the new TV screens yet? No, we haven't. Are they good? I think they're ace. A uh, bit small, but very high resolution. Mm, nice. Um, so, and I think they work really well with the um, the mid-tier ribbon and the lower-tier main sponsor perimeter boards as well. Yeah. For a, a full-on graphic experience. Why is it not so, finished though? These right, I, I think things like this, like the ground looking nice, is yeah. right on my agenda. I love it, mate. I, I like the fact that we've got the fans on and it works, and we've got these screens and the nice. Why is it not finished? Oh, what's going on? It'd be. I, I, I think it was, I'm not sure it was Sam or Andrew who was saying me put there was never a chance they were going to be finished. Um, I were there on Wednesday night and snuck out onto the pitch as, as you do, not on the pitch, but round the side of the pitch. And and they were nowhere near. They'd done the east and the north and one of the screens. So mm. the 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 guy who came over. Oh, oh shout out to our new US contingent. Um, who seemingly we were sat near the other day, um, but he mentioned he was staying in the hotel and they were out at quarter to eight on the cherry pickers putting them up. On well, Saturday, well, I, I, I come off the I come off the sixty one from Preston side, so I come down and obviously yeah. I come off the motorway, drive down past the statue, and I I, I always park on Tesco and I pay my money and I park on Tesco. Um, but <laughs> as I drove past. Um, the ground on the left hand side. I, I saw the cherry picker before the game, and my first thought was, Did not bloody finish these LEDs, <laughs> and they hadn't. No, Jeez, obviously, they're still doing it, and it's driving me mad. I'm like, Yeah, what's going on the- here? So, we didn't get the full experience from East because we don't, we didn't see because <laughs> West didn't finish. But from what I I thought it all interacting very well with each other. I like the team sheet call out thing at the beginning. Considering Um, considering it was its first game using them, I was expecting it to go absolutely beat on and all sorts of stuff to start appearing on there, like somebody's text messages or something (laughs) like that from mobile phone or whatever or Imagine that. But I thought it was it was all synchronized really well. It worked really well as an experience. Kelly, um, Kelly, Ke- sorry, I keep interrupting. I'm on a roll here today, Anna. I oh, thought Kelly. I love Kelly. Oh, the PA. Yeah. Yeah, the PA sounded better. Yeah. I was doing a little ball yesterday. Luckily, my missus was with me as well, and she did a fantastic job of looking after him because the first half he were air, second half he got knackered. But anyway, I was trying to listen whilst he was chipping away in my ear. I was like, that that mic's better. Yeah, yeah it did. Definitely. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I thought, I think, yeah, he clarified it. But anyway, so yeah, TVs, bit small, but look amazing. Um, Need to clean, floodlights need cleaning, and then quadrants. <laughs> and I will go on about it until they're done. 
and the quadrant <laughs> is where where there's no seats that are minging. Yeah, need it. Just need a pressure washer on them, stick a cartridge on them, because it does my head in that. But anyway, you volunteer, uh, Chris. Yeah, I spoke to the supporters trust and I said I'd do it. I will do it for free, and I don't like heights, but I'll still do it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, back to the football. Last one from me. So we mentioned it earlier a little bit. Victor, this is from Guy. Victor or John Daddy, when both are fully fit, who starts? I think we've already covered that, given the fact that Victor is prolific in the sense that he's one of two players who are, who are the two most prolific in the league as a partnership. You've got to say he's prolific. Um, until Yon Daddy starts scoring again and given the opportunity, improves himself to score again, it's not really a debate. I think we've, we we spoke, we've, God, we spoke about it so many times. The partnership that everybody wants is a full firing Dion Charles and Yon Daddy together because they complement each other so well. Um, we've seen glimpses of it, but we've just not seen enough of it. Well, you'll, de um, you'll, you'll definitely get that this season at some point, 100%. Yeah. But you're also going to get, whether you like it or not, prepare yourself for it, but you're yeah. also going to get um, John Daddy Barbarson and Victor Elliott at a Bay Age over because yeah. there's going to be a stage where Dion won't start, yeah, because he's going to need a rest, yeah, and he might not be on form, and it is what it is, but yeah, and it's all all about the lad who comes in to replace X to score and yeah. keep scoring, and if they score, they stay in the team, and that's why Vic starts over John Daddy, yeah. Uh, if you if you stuck around to the final whistle yesterday, you'll have seen that. When Dion walked around the pitch, he had a an ice pack on that shoulder. Watching the game, you'll have seen that he wasn't mm. as robust. busy and, yeah. and and robust. Yeah, chucking himself around as much as he normally does. There, there was definitely a consideration for w whether it be pain or damaging that shoulder again. Um, that header at the back post. I'm going to say that that's the reason why he missed it. No, he just lost, he just lost his vision. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, he should have buried it. But, um, guy, in answer to your question, it's whoever's scoring the most goals. And I know that sounds absolutely bloody obvious, but there's got to be, there can't be any sentiment. It's got to be based on. That how sharp they I think, are. I think, I think people people ask the question because they, they don't. I think it's maybe because they, people like, like I said before, with the clapping and the fact that Bob Varson is actually a really good footballer. They like mm. Bob Varson and they don't really like um, Victor Alibayejo mm. for some reason. I don't, I mean, whatever. I mean, I, I can see it. It's a bit, it's a bit heavy sometimes. Decision making's off sometimes, but if he follows up, and porches like he did yesterday. He stays in the team whether you like him or not. It was a good finish that yesterday. I saw a few people say I could have scored that. Well, no, you couldn't because you mm. don't play professional football. You'd have put that in court. I'd have been at halfway line these days, mate. Yeah, I'd have been sat down. Yeah, of course I would. I'd been breathing out my bum. But it, <laughs> it were, um, it, it, it's Marcus Harrison who obviously does 
all the videography for the club he he posted a snippet of the goal earlier in slow motion and good adjustment the way he had to adjust himself yeah to, to dink it over the keeper no he, he weren't it, it, it was a tap of course it was but it wasn't a tapping so the yeah. difficult as well the pace that they're going at as well always, yeah. always consider that when you say oh it's a tapping or whatever oh it's an yeah. easy goal and everything else and, and you've got to be physical sorry the physical pace that they're going at but the men mental yeah. space you need to be in as well it's yes yeah, not easy a um yeah fair play fair play to him um Something you taught as a youth, as a, as a as a youngster, always follow up, always follow up. Yeah, that's it. The fact that he was there in the first place. If he's not there, then obviously we've got a problem. So that's it. There we have it. Well, that just about brings us to the end of this evening's podcast. Thank you all for joining us. And Alex, I'm not sure where I'm going to go up on that cherry picker. <laughs> After after that big brave comment that I made earlier, how uh, about we do? How about we do a, a sponsor? So we sponsor you to do it, and then the money goes to charity if you do it. Hundred percent, I'll do it. Would you all be up for you that? Heard, you've heard it here first. <laughs> if, if, if we get enough money together and it goes to a good charity, then I am more than happy to get on a cherry picker with insurance. Even better because there's four, obviously four quadrants. There's, there's four. Yeah, yeah. There's four podders. The the fans on podcast. Do not sign me up, Colin. You'd be right hands up there. Be fine. It's not that high. And Jim Ben on one side, <laughs> me and Chris on the other. I'll do. We'll do the north, and you can do the south. With, with there you go. We, we, we've already got pledges coming in. First one from David Green for a tenner. Tenner. So imagine what we could do with this. We'll propose this to the club. Guys yeah. and girls who are yeah, watching. We'll put it in suggestion box. And what have we got section. to do? Jet, jet wash the bloody... Yeah, so you got you got them cherry picker things. It's a crane with a big thing, you know, where you're standing. I know it. what cherry picker is. Well, yeah. one of them with a karcher, jet wash, them bits between where the seats are in the upper tier that are minging. Yeah. You'd obviously you'd have a harness, you'd have a safety equipment, you'd have a harness and that on it. Oh, you yeah. like, you'd be all right. It wouldn't be and, and a hat. <laughs> and Hello, Chloe hi. said that she'd just pay a tenner to see Ange do it. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Chloe. <laughs> I think we're going to do this. We're going to well, do the charity, the charity clean. We could be onto something here. So I'll be on the phone to Shazza later, see what she reckons. But in the meantime, that's all from us. We look forward to Tuesday night's game against Manchester United's children. Um, and obviously, back to important next Saturday away at Vale Park. Remember, as Colin said, we're not in the same end, we're in the opposite end. The one oh, that's quick, not just a quick happy birthday to Louise for tomorrow. Thanks, Leslie. Oh, happy birthday, happy birthday to for tomorrow, Lou. Tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you all for tuning in. And good night. Have a lovely week. See you soon.